Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. For today's issue and shir, we're going to discuss what it really means to be a Jew. Now, who really knows what it means to be a Jew? Well, we're going to trust the Gemara on this one. Yes, we might have different opinions and feelings about what it means to be a Jew. However, there was a Gemara that came up recently in Dafiomi, Meseches Megillah, Dafir Gimel, which really um, put it out there for us. And it put it out there for us in a very strange way, in a way that we would not necessarily have expected um, if we go to the fundamentals of being a Jew. But, um, well, we'll get to that very soon. What I wanted to also mention is the Hashgacha Pratis of the timing of this shear, because really I wanted to give this shear earlier when it came up, uh, when, the, when, the, when the daf came up, um, closer to Parsha Shemos. We are this week at the moment of this recording, it's Parsha Zve'era. And it's because this idea um, of what it means to be a Jew, as is expressed in the Gemara in Megillah and Daphid Gimel, is connected to Parsha Shemos, as we're going to see it has connections to Basia, or Bisya, the daughter of Paro. Um, but beyond that, um, had I given the Shear earlier, I would not have been able to do it in light of another Gemara that I saw recently, which came up also in Daf Yomi, even more recently than Daf Yud Gimel, which was Daf Yud Zion, which also really drives the point home. I will also mention that there's even further Ashkacha Pratis, as we're going to see that the fundamental points that we're going to talk about today are very much connected to next week's parsha as well, Parsha's Bo. So within the span of Shmos Ve'iram Bo, um, this uh, shear, I would say, is perfectly placed, perfectly timed, as you will hopefully agree by the end. Now, let's talk about the Gemara. What does it really mean to be a Jew? So before you even look at the Gemara, well, we think of what the word Jew means. It comes from Judah, which comes from Yehuda, and the word Yid also comes from Yehuda. And we know that Yehuda was named because Hapam Oda Es Hashem, the idea of being thankful, the idea of having gratitude, um, some good Thanksgiving Torah and Hanukkah Torah that we often quote um, in connection to Yehuda and Leah's thanking Hashem. And we talk about how the word. Um, how the word for thanks for hoda is connected to vidoita confession, something that you hear a lot around um, around the Amim Norayim and the Sarasimet Shuva, and the idea of where we acknowledge something, where we submit to something, where we confess. All of the ideas are connected, but we find a very strange Gemara that seems to not be connected to any of that, and this Gemara explains. This is someone who is called a Yehudi. And what is that Gemara? It's a perhaps famous Gemara that tries to um, identify the identity of Mordechai, the, the familial lineage of Mordechai. Because on the one hand, says the Gemara in Yudbeis, Amudbeis, that Mordechai is called an Ish Yehudi, which sounds like he is from Yehuda. And then you have another Pasuk in the Megillah, which says that he's an Ish Yemini. So which one is it? The Megillah calls him both an Ishihudi and an Ishimini. Is he from Yehuda or is he from Binyamin? The most famous answer to that question is that, guess what, Mordechai has two parents, Baruch Hashem, and um, one of them was from Yehuda, one of them was from Binyamin, so that makes him both a Yehudi and a Yemini. However, there is another Gemara, or another uh, another opinion, I should say, the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. And, and uh, what does Rabbi Yochanan say? 
Look at the Gemara inside. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Lo'olam Mibinyamin Kaasi. Really, Mordechai came from Binyamin. He descended from Binyamin. Amai Kari Le'ehudi. So then why was he called Yehudi? Al Shum Shekhafar Ba'avodazara. Because he repudiated idolatry, to use the Lashon of Art Scroll, I would have translated Kafar as he denounces or denies. Really, a Kofar, someone who denies. We talk about someone who denies Hashem. He's called a Kofar. Here we're talking about someone who denies Avodazara. So someone who denies, rejects Avodazara, he is called a Yehudi. That's what the Gemara says. Now that really needs to be qualified. What does that mean? And the Gemara continues, Anyone who does that, anyone who denounces Avodazara is called a Yehudi. And this Gemara is related to the other Gemara that talks about the reason why Mordechai didn't want to bow down to Haman. And the Pasuk says, because he was a Yehudi. And this is what everyone was telling um, Haman. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't want to bow to you because he's a Yehudi. And I've, I've heard some modern commentaries trying to, you know, flub around and figure out what that might mean. And they kind of like um, strip the religious um, um, significance of it. But this is what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that, that Mordechai did not want to bow down to Haman, particularly because Haman either saw himself as an Avodah or he was wearing an Avodah And this um, um, speaks right back to what the Gemara is apparently saying here, that there is some apparent connection between being a Yehudi and not bowing. Now, where does the Gemara get this from? It's not like the Gemara just pulls it out of a hat. And even if the Gemara did pull it out of a hat, it's still the Gemara. But um, the Gemara um, the Gemara quotes another Pasuk, an earlier Pasuk in history, um, which um, appears in Sefer Daniel, Kedich Siv, Isai Guvrin Yehudayin V'goymer. And the Gemara there is talking about Hananya, Mishal, and Azariah, three Jews, um, three people who are um, Yehudim, and, and, and um, the people were, were telling Nebuchadnezzar about how these individuals, these Jews, these Yehudim, these Yehudim, they don't want to bow to your golden image that you erected. And so if you want to see that Pasuk inside, that appears in Daniel, Gimel Yud Beis, that's 3.12. And, the, and if you look at the Mepharshim, the Mepharshim say that, in fact, Hanania, Azariah, Mishal were not from Shevet Yehuda. At least there's an opinion out there that they were not from Shevet Yehuda. And according to that same opinion, they're being called Yehudim because they are Kafar Bavodazara, they are rejecting and denouncing Avodazara. So there we have another Gemara that's stating this point, or at least another Pusik that supports it. And then the Gemara quotes another supporting idea to this, which Darshan's a Pusik in Divrei Hayamim. Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi, Ki hava Pasach with Divrei Hayamim, Amar Hachi, called Recha Echad Heim, Ba'ani Yodim Darshan. And which Pasach does he quote? It says, Vishto Hayehudiya. There was his wife who was a Yehudiya, a female Yehudi. Yalda es Yered Avi Gedor, ve es Chever Avi Socho, ve es Yikusiel Avi Zanoach, ve Ela Bnei Bisya Basparo Asher Lokach Mored. So Mored is um, a reference, says the Gemara, to Kalev Ben Yefuna, who married um, Bisya. Apparently, Mared, um, he, he, he's called a, a rebel because he rebelled against the Maraglim, interestingly enough. And we, we know from other Chazals that, more, that, that Kalev was also married to Miriam. Miriam and, ba- and Basia or Bisya were both individuals who, who made sure that Moshe would live, right? They were the, t- the, 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 team, the tag team that saved Moshe in Parsha Shemos in, two weeks, in, in last week's Parsha, at the moment of this recording. And um, apparently they both ended up marrying Kalev. And Kalev was also someone who protected the, the legacy of Moshe during the time of the Miraglim. He spoke up on Moshe's behalf. But anyway... 
that that aside, um, this Gemara is also the famous Gemara that quotes the uh, at least seven of the ten different names of Moshe Rabbeinu. This whole entire pasuk in in Divrei Hayamim um, gives a bunch of different names, which the Gemara says these are all different references to Moshe Rabbeinu, and it, and it demonstrates how each one is a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu. But that's not the point that I want to focus on. I want to focus focus on the point that um, refers to this wife as a Yehudia, and it's a description of who Bisya Basparo, um, and it's a pasuk, a pasuk in Divrei Hayamim. So it says the Gemara, Amai kari la Yehudia. Why is she called a Yehudia? Al shum shekafra ba'avodazara because she denied and denounced and went against and rejected avodazara. Dichsev vatered basparo lerchotz alia or that she descended, the basparo descended to bathe in the river. She went to wash herself off from the avodazara of her father's household. And Rashi says, Lirchot to, to bathe, She wanted to convert at that time. Whatever converting at that time meant, Basia wanted to convert. So now we have a few different models of someone who's called a Yehudi, not necessarily born from Shevet Yehuda, Mordechai, Hananiah, Zara, Mishael, and Bisya. And some of them are more um, midrashic. Um, in, in explanation, but we have um, some some supports for this concept that denouncing and denying of Odazara apparently means um, uh, is, is is expressed is an expression or can be summarized by the title Yehudi. But the question is, what exactly does that mean? Like, w- what does being a Yehudi by name? Right, we have different names for being Jews. Um, the, the, Perhaps the most famous one is being a Jew, being a Yehudi. But we know that we are Yisraelim. Um, we, we are all Am Yisrael, which is the other most famous um, name for a Jew. And the question is, what does the name Yehudi particularly have to do with denouncing Avodah Zarah? When we, when we talk about Yehudi, when we play that word association game, if anyone knows what uh, being a Jew really is about, it has to do with saying thank you, being grateful, um, and you know all, all those things, and perhaps confessing when we do something wrong. The the whole we, we, we talk about how um, um, Ammon and Moab um, we, we are against them and they can't enter our nation specifically because they were not thankful to us uh, they they, they lacked Hakar Satov so Hakar Satov and and the idea of Hoda'a is completely fundamental to being a Jew and the question is how do we get from there to oh he denounces Avodah and you think about someone who denounces Avodah that seems to be like one of the most you know, you, you you might say, yeah, that's the most basic thing to being a Ben Yisrael, right? To keeping the Torah. If you could do one thing in keeping the Torah, we would say, hopefully, it would be that you would denounce Avodah Zarah, the one Avera, the one, you know, the capital crime that you should never do. There are three, there are three capital crimes, three cardinal sins: um, not not murdering, not committing adultery, and not doing Avodah Zarah. So we would hope that every Jew has this. But would we say that not doing Avodah Zarah? touches on what it really means to be someone who is thankful or someone who has gratitude. Like, if you do a Vodazara, you're just... Will we say it's, it means that you're not thankful? Like, I would say it just means that you're wrong. It might mean that you're unintelligent, or it might mean that even if you're an intelligent individual, you you just have a, a, a warped view, and you're just incorrect, and you're serving the wrong thing. It's inaccurate. We might call it a sin. We might call it immoral. Maybe we would call it evil. But where would we go off saying that um, you know that if you particularly denounce Avodah you go against Avodah that means you're Yehudi, someone that we would call thankful. Like, like, like what exactly do the two have to do with each other? Are you a thankful person just because you denounce Avodah 
what do you, do you do you thank other people who do nice things for you? Do you do you say thank you to Hashem? Like what like what what is it like what do the two really have to do with each other? We might say that if you denounce Avodazara, I don't know if I would call you thankful, I would call you accurate. I would call you maybe someone who is doing the right thing, right? We, we maybe we would call you righteous. Why Yehudi? So there's an important, a very fundamental issue that comes back to the idea of being thankful, and it's driven home by this uh, by this parent idea of being kofar bavodazara, and the uh, and the the idea is on the one hand. A little bit complicated before, like, I think before you hear it, you, you know, we're, we're puzzled. But once you hear it and you sit on it for a little bit, it'll, 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 it'll resonate. And the, the idea is as follows. Just to, again, bolster the question a little bit more. Can you have a person who, for example, is intelligent, but also doesn't serve Hashem, doesn't believe in Hashem, or, or doesn't, uh, you know, who, who believes in other forces that are not necessarily Hashem himself, right? So that kind of, you can argue that that exists in the world. Are there smart atheists? Are there, or intelligent atheists? We would say that they are perhaps wrong in this one area, but we would still classify them as smart. However, reish is chach Hashem. And there, there are other similar psukim that demonstrate that if you have any real chachma, so the fundamental racist chachma, the first aspect of chachma, is just the, the complete acknowledgement and having awe of Hashem, that Hashem exists in the world. So as smart as you might be, you're missing the fundamental. So can you have a person who doesn't believe in Hashem and is thankful? And you might say, in a sense, yeah, you know, they, they can say thank you when someone holds the door for them, when someone um, gives them money if they need, when someone does them a favor. Um, any, you know, they can be thankful for a lot of things. And they might even acknowledge the wonders in the world, of course, which in their minds, right, in, the, in the Ovate of Odazara's minds, the person who he worships maybe the sun, he could thank the sun. He worships the moon, he thanks the moon. He worships the seas, he, he could thank the seas. He could thank the rain clouds for all the things that he gets. And he could be a very thankful person, you might argue. But, apparently, if you lack the first cause, the first cause of everything, if you can't trace it back to the very, very root and to be thankful in that way, there's automatically going to be a lack in your ability to thank. If you can't find the person who had done the good deed for you, you can be as appreciative as, as, you, as you want and as you should be, or almost, but you'll never completely be appreciative of the main source unless you're looking directly at that source. And someone who denounces Avodazara is not just correct, not just doing the right thing, and not just is a good is a, is a good um, Ben Yisrael, you know, a good Oved Hashem, but he is someone apparently who is a person who we can call thankful. We can call him a Yehudi. He gets the title Yehudi because he is someone who is able to trace everything back to its root. When we denounce Avodazara. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons why you should denounce Avodah Zarah. One, because it's wrong, it's incorrect, it's against the Torah, it's against Halacha, so it's against your religious mandates. But apparently beyond that, nothing, and even if nothing else, the whole point of denouncing Avodah Zarah should be out of your thanks to Hashem. That I don't, I, I don't thank the intermediaries. I don't, and yet, in a certain sense, you should, you should thank them. Yes, you should. 
But when a, but the whole point of a bodhisattva is where I, I use intermediaries and I and if I, and where I and I thank the intermediary the intermediaries in place of God. So then you're not giving the thanks where where it goes, right? You can't thank someone else for someone else, right? Like if 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 uh, if what's it called? if 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 Ruvain holds the door for you, you can't thank Shimon and tell Shimon. Um, that you know that you, um, that you're thanking him for what Ruvain did. If Ruvain's the one doing it, and maybe you can tell Shimon to thank Ruvain for you, but even that's lacking. Right? We know that when it comes to saying modim um, in Chazar Sashats, so yes, the Baal recites modim, but everyone else has to recite it with him. The modim der Why? Because no one else can really thank for you, and you can't really thank with a, um, you know by by having someone else do it. It's never going to be complete. And if, if there's an Avodazar, if there's an intermediary in the middle, you are not someone who's thankful. But if you denounce Avodazar and you say, hey, this is not happening, I'm not, I'm not thanking someone else in place of Hashem, there is no stand-in for Hashem. Or let's say a person's an atheist who can be really appreciative of all the good things that they have in their life, but if they're never ever going to trace it back to Hashem, that is completely um, taking away from your ability to properly and fully be thankful. And this we know and we, we mentioned that a fundamental of being a Ben Yisrael, we, you know, we, um, the, you know, the idea that we've been saying is there are a bunch of reasons not to do a Vodazara. If there's one mitzvah that you keep, we would hope it's that you just don't do a Vodazara, right? And, and, yeah, and that, that, would, that would make you not only a good follower of halacha, a good adherer to halacha, all of these things would be true. You would be considered someone who's adhering to halacha the right way. But apparently there is an intertwining of the idea of denouncing Avodah and being thankful that, yes, as we said, it is the most fundamental thing to denounce Avodah or to at least not do it. When we talk about denouncing Avodah that fundamental is one with the fundamental of thanking Hashem. And the proof, once again, is in another Gemara, a later Gemara in Megillah, which is on Daf Yud Zion. And there, the Gemara is... Um, describing the order of the brachos in Shemona Esrei. And it, it gives different psukim to demonstrate why the order of the brachos is the way it is. And in the Gemara, on Yud Zayin Amr Aleph, a very incredible Gemara, the Gemara talks about the connection between avoda and and being thankful. What does the Gemara say? The, the Gemara wants to know, why is it that there's a juxtaposition between um, Ritzay, the bracha of Ritzay and Pesach which is the bracha of Avoda, and the bracha of Modim. Right? And so the Gemara says, my, um, so the Gemara says, Mistabra Avoda Vehoda Achada Milsahi. Logically, the idea of Avoda and the idea of Hoda'a, Avoda and giving thanks, Chada Milsahi, they are one idea. There is just one concept. And and, and Rashi explains how thanking Hashem is a form of an avoda, and you could even stop there, but I think it even goes even more fundamental than that, right? When, when we do an avoda, what is it what, that we're doing when we're doing an avoda? We are saying, thank you, essentially. Whatever avoda you could think of, um, even if you're, you know, if you're giving a sin offering, right, um, and you're doing a vidui, so there's a hoda'a that's taking place. I admit that I had done wrong, and I, and, I, and I really should have been more appreciative of the things that you had done for me, and to not have done something wrong. I give a karban to say thank you to Hashem. I daven to Hashem to say thank you. Right? But saying thanks is part of our tefillah that we do every single day. Right? You don't have a tefillah um, for a bakasha 
that shouldn't, you know, at least you shouldn't have a tefillah that comes without the idea of thanking Hashem, acknowledging that He's the source of everything that you have. And when you're doing Avodah Zarah, you are taking away from thanks and Avodah that belongs to Hashem. And when you denounce Avodah Zarah, you are saying, no, that's not going to steal the thank you that, that I owe to Hashem. I'm going to give that thank you to Hashem, the source of everything. And this, once again, is so fundamental to being a Jew. Yes, um, the, 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 the Midrash states that um, that well, when we say Bereshis bar Lakim, we talked about Rashis Chachma, let's talk about another aspect of Rashis, um, the idea of, of Bikurim, which are Nikres Rashis. The whole world was created Bizchus um, Bikurim Shinikras Rashis. There are a bunch of different Rashis on that, but why Bikurim? Bikurim is the reason that the world was created? Yeah. The idea of Bikurim is that we're thanking Hashem. We give Hashem the very first as an expression of thank you. The whole world was in fact created for Hoda'a, for this higher um, order, this higher level of Hakara Satov. And this, I will tell you, is one of the most important ideas in all of Judaism. And it's not coming from me, but it's coming from the Ramban. The Ramban has some important, famous um, statements and I would argue that perhaps his most uh, most um, important, I don't know if it's his most famous, but it's one of the famous ones, but it's his most important statement appears at the end of Parsha's bow, next week's Parsha. And my Rebbe Rav Yenison Sachs quotes it all the time. And it's a, it's a Ramban that many say that you should know this Ramban by heart. And the reason I say that this is the, one of the Ramban's most important statements is because the Ramban basically says it. He says... If you don't believe in this point, he says, He, the Ramban is going to talk about how we're supposed to acknowledge everything that happens in the world, whether it's miraculous or not miraculous, right? Or whether it's supernatural or not, or not supernatural. Everything is really a nace that comes from Hashem that has to be thanked, and you don't have a chelik in the Torah of Moshe at all if you don't if you don't believe in this. So what what's his main point? The Ramban at the end of Parsha's bow is talking about all the different mitzvahs that we have that are zechil itzias mitzrayim and why this is so why this idea is so fundamental to the Torah. Why in fact we have so many mitzvahs, and it's it's a it's a long piece in the Ramban. And it comes up in the Ramban on on tefillin, which is in Parakid Gimel pasuk. Um, Tazayin. It's a very long piece, but towards, I would say, the latter half of it, says the Ramban, he says, what is the whole important purpose of creation itself? This is the intent of, of creation itself. We have no explanation for the first creation that Hashem did, the first cause, except for the following. Hashem wants nothing out of creation except for this. Right, Milvanza, Adam, that a person should know, Viyode Lelokov, Shebrao, that a person should recognize, should know Hashem and thank him. That that that's it. Everything else is extra, right? Um, everything else is commentary. So go out and learn it. Right, the whole point of of prayers, the whole point of tefillah, going to shul, Zehu, this is it. It's this. That we should have a place where we gather together and we just say that we acknowledge and declare our thanks to Hashem. We say, we are your creations. Says the Ramban, it's this, that if you don't believe that, 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 that this, this is the esode, that, that everything Hashem does, supernatural, not supernatural, doesn't matter, the whole purpose of avoda is hoda'ah. The whole purpose, then, of, um, of, of deny, denying a Vodazara 
is so that we should channel the avoda in the right direction, to be able to thank Hashem properly. These two are intertwined, and it's the whole purpose of creation. Yes, you are you are Yehudi if you denounce Avodah Zarah, because if you're someone who's denouncing Avodah Zarah, you understand where your thanks really belongs. You understand what it means to truly be thankful in the fullest and most appropriate sense. We learn it from Mordechai HaYehudi. We learn it from the Yehudiyah, Bisya Basya. We learn it from Hananiah, Zarah, and Mishael. And um, we can learn it, um, really, if you, if you look around, we can learn it from the Shambam. We can learn it in so many different places and areas. But anyway, I thought this was just an interesting um, topic to address. And it can be applied every single day of our lives when we think about um, how we express our thanks to Hashem and, um, and what it means to have a chilek in the Torah of Moshe. So with that, in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah and all of its yesodos, the yesodos of recognizing and thanking Hashem, and of course, denouncing Avodah Zarah, which is what it really means to be a Jew. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.